0: Hi, everyone. Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will walk you through how to think about an allocation into fixed income in consideration of the economy's trajectory, including outlooks for both inflation and rates. Joining me here on the line today, glad to welcome back Leslie Falconio, Senior Fixed Income Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Leslie, good morning to you. Great to have you back on the podcast with us and Looking forward to our conversation today. Good morning. Thank you, Dan. Absolutely. So, Leslie, as we do on a monthly basis, we like to spend some time and walk our clients, our listeners, through the Fixed Income Strategist publication, the flagship for the asset class, which you run lead on. And within this month's Fixed Income Strategist, you talk about how you believe a bias towards risk-taking remains appropriate in context to a fixed income allocation. So, can you walk us through, Leslie, the factors that support your thesis?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, one thing is too as well. We published the the strategist the day before the of the employment report. But interestingly enough, I mean, a lot of point of uh, points of interest that we wrote in the lead actually, you know, is, is still in play. And one of the, one of them being is that our expectation that at least for the short term we were going to stay in this range-bound yield environment of around 145 to 175. You know, after the market had priced in such high expectations in the first quarter. Reaching that 177 in March, you know, we felt that now is time that the expectations were priced in. That you really need to look at the data, and I think Friday's report and the deviation and the and the significance of the miss is really proves that point in that in the sense that we don't believe that we're going to have this large spike over two percent, well over two percent yields by the end of the year. Obviously, view still remains that the Fed, you know, may announce tapering at the end of the year, but probably won't start to the first quarter of 2022. However, it still will will remain supportive in that we don't believe it's going to hike anytime soon. So when we look at those sort of uh, variables, our allocations still remain to this sort of a bias of a risk-on position because of this continued accommodation. Now, there's no question, and we all know this and we see it in terms of our total returns, that, you know, the the opportunity set within a fixed income is not large. And we've had a lot of spread tightening. Most sectors are actually at pre-COVID levels. So therefore, as investors sort of you know seek yields, go down in credit, we have had a lot of spread compression. So although we do have the same risk on, um, it is it is with a caution that we don't anticipate a lot of spread compression going forward but we do anticipate your return coming from decent carry. So
0: Leslie, with that thinking in mind, maybe we can take a moment, turn now to the allocation table. And when you look at the allocation table, it really makes sense when you consider the title of this month's publication staying on course. So can you remind us of your preferences within
1: fixed income at this time, Leslie? Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, our two major preferences are that of senior loans, and CMBS, and you know we're often asked and you know and we've had this on by the way, listeners that we've had on since may of 2020 CNBS we've had on since october of 2020 and the initial allocation for this was obviously the fact that outside of the you know large amount of stimulus but the expectation that the economy would recover and we would reopen and you know obviously what we saw in march or the first quarter the success of the vaccination rollout really pushed forward that reopening. But these allocations have been on for quite some time, and they've done well. Now, with that said, one of the reasons why we're keeping these allocations on is not just because we still think that there's, you know, room to go in terms of some spread compression and also, you know, a decent amount of carry, is that as a sort of shift and the market shift towards potential inflation. Now, you know, we're not saying at this time inflation is going to and we would have to wait until we get through some of the next several months to see that. But when you think about inflation rising, what you want to own as well is really what we own in our fixed income portfolio, is that of the senior loan type of floating rate structure that doesn't have a lot of interest rate risk. You know, combined with the CMBS, which is commercial real estate, which also will have a tendency to do better as inflation rises for the real, for the real asset sector. So those have been our two main preferences, and they remain. You know, with that said, our least preference is going to be towards the high grades, treasuries, investment-grade corporates, and for two reasons. One, if an inflationary environment does to come to fruition more than what we anticipate, a high-grade sector is not going to do any nearly any good for an investor, right? They're going to do very long duration. They're going to be impacted by the rising interest rates. And they're also not offering an abundance of yield right now to mitigate the rising rates. so those those are the two reasons as well. we've We've really kept that the high grades in terms of at least preferred, not to mention the fact when we look at sectors such as investment good corporates, given whether spread is offered right now, given the fact that it's you know large triple B allocation, you know, you're just not being compensated for it right now. We're not saying that the fundamentals are weak. They're not at all. We're thinking the fundamentals are fine. It's just a pure compensation in terms of where you want to take your risk. We just don't think it's in the high grade sector right now.
0: Leslie, just a moment ago, you mentioned inflation, very topical as inflation concern remains top of mind for investors. Can you expand a bit, Leslie, in terms of how fixed income investors can protect against an inflation spike or a gradual rise?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the most interesting things when people think, about okay I'm concerned about inflation, this fixed income. They think of tips, Treasury Inflation, Protecting, Security, which by the way has been an asset class that we have had on our most preferred you know, we took we went back neutral in January, but it is a sector that we've gone sort of in and out of as relative value sort of, you know, set its course. But you know, the one thing you have to know about the tips market is that when you're long tips, you're really long real yields. And going into something like a five-year tip right now that actually yesterday almost hit a negative 2% real yield. So you're going into a sector that has your starting level is negative 2%. I just don't find that really attractive right now. And I think that, you know, the most go-to for fixed income in terms of inflation is tips. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to, you know, widen out tremendously. But when it comes to relative value, I think they're very expensive. Um, I don't like real yields here. I think they've actually gone a little bit too far in terms of the fact that we've had these breakeven expectations move higher, right? You had you've had the five year break-even inflation expectation hit almost two point seven. That's the highest since two thousand eight. You had the ten year inflation expectation hit, you know, like a, a two five two six, that was the highest since two thousand thirteen. And yet nominal yields are really not moving. So what's happening is you're getting this really large drop in these real yields. Now, normally, and we think this is the case, even with the less than expected employment report, nominals will rise. Okay, we don't think it's going to be a, a you know a huge rise. We think you see a range bound until the fourth quarter, and then you move up higher. But overall, real, real, real yields will rise as growth you know sets in and the growth continues in 21 and 22. So when we look at where we want to be for inflation sectors, we're not going to do, we're not going to say tips, which I know is the go-to place. But but as I said earlier, we're going to go to those sectors that either a protect you from uh, interest rate rising, and those sectors that do well in terms of you know growth and corporate fundamentals like senior loans that offer very good yield and carry, and, and although have done very well, we think that the floating rate nature. At, uh, in and of itself, will continue to see retail inflows. And the second one is you go to what we call these real assets, like the commercial real estate. Now, the CMBS market, as we know, had gotten hit tremendously in 2020. We haven't said that it's completely recovered in terms of all its delinquencies, and but it, and spreads have come in. But with that said, if, in fact, inflation continue the real asset like the commercial real estate should do well also and, and what you do want to do is, is stay away from those high grades such as treasuries and corporate.
0: It makes a lot of sense Leslie so thank you for <laughs> expanding on your positioning guidance when it comes to inflation protection. Now before we close out of course I have to ask you about your rate outlook since we last spoke about the FIS which at this point that's going back to mid-April. Has anything changed in terms of your outlook for rates?
1: No we've had this 145 to 175 ish this range and and, you know, there's no question that the lower expectation and the degree of the expectation of the employment report, given the fact that it came in below such a consensus, although we recognize that most of the data that we're going to see for the next next couple of months is going to be a lot of noise, you know, growth might be a little, little less front-loaded, let's just say. Like, you know, the first quarter, we saw a lot of front-loaded in terms of growth. We saw GDP, expectations double, and therefore yields rose you know, from 90 basis points at year end up to 177 in March. Now, I think we're probably going to stay in that 145 to 175, 177 range for quite some time until we start to see more data. Now, with that said, as, as the year progresses, and particularly in you know, the third, fourth quarter, we do anticipate tenure yield to rise further up to that 2% level and going back towards the fall of 2019 pre-pandemic levels and one of the reasons is outside of the fact that we do think that the economy will continue to grow and the numbers will and growth will still be strong even though it might be noisy you know u.s interest rates are, don't work in a silo you know the interest rates are globalized so when you look at things like what's happened with the ten-year boom in germany you had a large rise in rates we think the recovery in europe continues we think also that could pressure our yields higher into the second half of the year it's just not today so what we had sort of a little bit shorter term, we're sort of pushing out just because we've had some noise in this data and we have an expectation that the, the data will be noisy for the next
0: several months. Leslie, thank you for joining us here on the podcast to share your current thinking on fixed income, including how investors should consider an allocation in light of the direction of the economy and rates. And I know we'll be speaking again along with our colleague John Wallace next week about your piece that you co-authored on mortgage forbearance programs and the housing market next Tuesday, to be exact. So we'll look forward to catching back up again with you then, Leslie. But thank you again for your insights this morning.
1: Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, and again today we've been joined by Leslie Falconio, Senior Fixed Income Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including of course, the publication that Leslie has been making reference to during our conversation today, Fixed Income Strategist Monthly Publication, the title for the month of May, Staying On Course. Again, available for you now up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Though for clients of UBS, you can also contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more about today's topic or receive a copy of the publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including